Welcome, everybody, to a very special episode of uh, Simply Stogie's podcast. I'm your host, James. Uh, Nick is not here right now because, well, this is the first part of our two-part PCA coverage episode where we're going to bring you interviews uh, that were done live on the trade show floor. Uh, so get ready for that. We're really looking forward to that. In fact, uh, for this very first episode, uh, if I can look at my notes here, uh, we're going to have uh, Scott Pierce, uh, executive director of the uh, uh, Premium Cigar Association himself will be on, uh, as well as uh, Dr. Gabby Caffey, um, who founded the BCA, the uh, Boutique Cigar Association, uh, and his brand, uh, 1901, Caffey 1901 Cigars. Uh, then we're going to have Armand from DAV Premium Cigars on as well. Really looking forward uh, to that conversation for you guys to listen to it. I had a great time uh, talking to Armand. Uh, and then we're going to have myself and Nick talking with uh, Ricky Rodriguez from West Tampa Tobacco. Uh, that was done there live on the uh, trade show floor. And, and that's going to get through the first episode. Now, look, we've got a lot of content that you can go on our YouTube channel. Uh, if you're watching us now, just go over to the PC 2020, PCA 2023 uh, playlist. You should be able to play everything from right there. We're constantly uploading more videos. We're hoping to have it all done uh, this month, have it all out so you guys can go see it. Uh, all of these uh, interviews can be seen separately as well on that playlist. Uh, if you want to go back and watch those individually, you certainly can. Uh, next week on the uh, Clear of the Air, it'll be myself, Nick, and Tim. Tim hosting, as he does for every Clear of the Air. Uh, we'll be discussing the PCA. We'll have our final thoughts. We'll have uh, some of the things we're looking forward to uh, coming out from the, the PCA and some of the highlights uh, from there as well. So look forward to that episode. Um, but then a week after that, on the 15th of August of the, the year of our Lord, 2023, uh, we're going to have Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Nick's interview uh, with Steve Saka, my interview uh, with uh, Sebastian from Cavalier Geneva, and of course, my interview with Nick Melillo from Foundation. Now, that's going to be it. That's not, you guys, I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but uh, we didn't want to overwhelm the, the podcast with two hours of interview because we could have literally put together three podcasts with over two hours each of material. Uh, instead, we're going through, we're editing these uh, videos individually uh, and kind of going from there. But uh, I hope you enjoy these interviews. We had a great time uh, bringing you coverage from the PCA. We're looking forward to going back next year. Uh, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of great content uh, from all of these uh, individuals and these companies uh, that we're going to bring you. So without further ado, folks, here is uh, myself with Scott Pierce. Hey everybody, welcome uh, back. Simply Stogie's podcast here, uh, Scott Pierce, PCA. Thank you so much for taking the time. I Absolutely. appreciate it. Of course, anytime. So the show, you talked about the numbers this morning in the po uh, press conference. Yeah. It's comparable as far as uh, people coming in and attendance to pre-COVID numbers. Yeah, exactly. So we are slightly higher than 2019 and pretty much identical to 2018. Um, and so, I'm sorry, to 2017. 2018 was a little bit different because we were forced to kind of go back through the convention center. Actually, I'm probably transposing those numbers 
you can edit this to sound better. But basically, 2017, we were forced into the convention center, had a little dip. 2018, that's kind of where we're at right now. 775 or so accounts, uh, well over almost 2150 badges. So it's looking good. So if you had a dip in 2017, because you were forced to the convention center. See the convention center next year. Yeah. In April, we moved out. Are you worried about a dip there? No, because of the change in the dates. And the circumstances were that in 2016, we were here at the Sands. We were well on our way to preparing for another convention. And about six, eight months beforehand, they came back and said, we have a better offer. And they forced us out. So it was really kind of a scramble and a last minute last thing. Minute so, things. yeah. Because so, 2018 was good on a bounce back at the convention. Center. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. So let's talk about that. You changed the date. You moved it from yeah. the middle of the summer to <laughs> right in the spring. And, and here's the thing. People were clamoring for that for years. They're like, yeah. no, why is it in the middle of the summer? Make yeah. it early? You guys did that. What was the response? So overwhelmingly positive. There have been a handful. You never please 100% yeah, people, no, right? There's a handful not. of people that reached out frustrated because they're like, hey, that is my busy time. But again... 85 plus percent of the country that springtime is really when they're looking to get new product in it's the ahead of the busy season when summer kicks in golf season swimming season everything else yeah. right so and overall manufacturers pretty much across the board while they understand there's going to be a little bit of a pinch because of the quick turnaround this time this time they're really happy because it allows them to get new products out early in the year more turns more sales throughout the year so uh, overall, I think people are like, yeah, it's about time, like you said. And retailers, they kind of plan their whole year around this. And so have it earlier earlier in the year, they know, okay, so we budgeted for this. I can yeah. spend this. Yeah. And manufacturers, like we were talking to Mickey Pegg from All Saints, he's like, we can kind of predict, you know, we'll get 30 to 35% of our sales up to that just from the trade show. Yeah. So it helps them kind of plan for the fiscal year as well. So it's a I, I think this is my gut feel, so you know I might be wrong, but I think that the uh, the show deals will come back organically. I don't, we don't plan on policing it like we used to. I think it'll come back organically because at the time of the year, there's not a big incentive to buy big or discount in February, right? Right. If you're coming out with the big products, I think there's an incentive to try to move product and get it on the shelves and get ready for the season. Well, yeah, because you've got you're just coming out of that holiday season where yeah. everyone's done sales yeah. and, and and trying to hit those end of year numbers. Yeah, exactly. So. <clears throat> You announced New Orleans? Yeah. For 2025? Correct. What was the response to that? Because I remember talking to somebody else in the media. I'm not going to mention names. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. <laughs> but he goes, it was just dead. It was silent. He's like, everybody clapped when they said April or, or May. And then yeah. everybody just stopped when they said New Orleans. But like you said earlier, you can't make everybody happy all the time. And people complain, it's so hot in Vegas. Why are we doing Vegas, 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 right. do somewhere else? Well, here's New Orleans. Eh. So when we first put out surveys, our survey said, would you like New Orleans or Las Vegas? New Orleans, spring dates, Vegas. Overwhelmingly, people said New Orleans. And then we asked a follow-up question. If Vegas was available in the spring, would that change your answer? People still, it, it went down a little bit, but there was still majority that said New Orleans. New Orleans. The other thing too, I mean, and this is the ultimate, is it's at this point, considering availability, because what we're faced with right now is COVID backlog. Yeah. For a lot of cancellations for those two years, people moved them out because generally you plan three, four years in advance oh, for conventions. So if people had planned through 23, 24, and they've canceled 2021, they're looking at 25 now you know, in terms of scheduling. So not a lot of dates available for us. So really it was kind of, it really came down to, it was either April in New Orleans or no show. <laughs> if we wanted to maintain spring dates. Right. Because otherwise we're back here over the 4th of July weekend itself. Oh, wow. And that's something that nobody wants, Nobody, right? yeah, because yeah. it's so hard for travel and it, it whatnot. Is. It is. So I, I get it. I get it. 
but you also have other cities in the running. It's not just Vegas and uh, uh, New Orleans. It's also, I've heard, Tampa. So Tampa is an interesting one. I'd love to work with them. Um, I know that they just got done with an expansion. The challenge is, so what we see here with these two halls is well north of 350,000 square feet. Hall C is 150,000. So we take up about 500,000 square feet of space, right? Oh, yeah. And we do that because we build out smoking and everything else for, for all that. Tampa won't allow us to smoke right now outside of the trade show floor, and it's only 200 or 250, depending upon the expansion. So we can't fit right now. Right. So um, we're also talking to Dallas-Fort Worth. Now, they've only got 250,000 square feet, but they have an arena that's right there that they're trying to figure out if we get a smoking exemption, we'd have run of the place. Right. So that might be an option for us. Uh, we're looking at Nashville, but they're lead, Platinum Lead certified, so they've said no right now. So we're still trying to work some angles. Um, but really, ultimately, it just comes down to who has the size and who will let us smoke. Yeah, it's not like you're trying to pick a certain city. It's who, who can accommodate us in our needs. Exactly, exactly. So I kind of want to switch gears here a little bit, and I know you're a busy guy. No, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so I don't want to take up a whole lot of your time. But why is the PCA trade show important for consumers? Obviously, this is... Uh, uh, built and geared towards retailers yeah. and, and manufacturers get a chance to highlight their products and everything that's going to come out this year. Why do, should consumers care? Uh, a few reasons. I'm going to say first and foremost, you should care because if you love cigars, this is this is the cigar industry's big Super Bowl show, right? This is like CES. Yes. New products coming out is where it is. And this is why, again, um, you know, talk to Coop about this and a bunch of others like you and saying, hey, look, that's why we love you guys here is because this is a way for consumers to be able to connect with the show, connect with the brands and connect with the products. Uh, I think the consumers should care about this because uh, really it's it's a waste for you to, to get more involved with, with the, uh, the the cigars and the brands, find new ways to enjoy this beautiful hobby that we all love, right? Uh, so that's first and foremost. Uh, the second part is, is that for us, the trade show is our means of funding all of the advocacy that we do. So we are the retailer organization. So for all of your lounges that are out there, we, we, we advocate, defend, and fight. So we fight against tax increases. We fight for tax reductions. We fight against smoking bans. We fight against prohibitions and, and, and any number of different things all set up so that we can support our retail shops. So anything that we make here, um, apart from spending on putting on the event, we put towards advocacy. Absolutely, and that's super important. And we, talk, we heard from Josh Aberski this morning, mm -hmm. and he talked about how the PCA, the CRA, and the CAA are now trying to get on the same page legislatively that's you have that united front because before right. pca has its agenda cira has yeah. its agenda yeah. you know and, and people don't really understand that it's like well, why aren't you all just fighting for the same it sounds like that's what's happening tons of coordination weekly calls a whole host of other things and i think that one of the things i've, I've often talked about this is that you know the the onset of tobacco control act and the fda i, I think it was a little deer in headlights for most of how do we do this and and very natural instinct is we're going this direction as our group, we're going this direction as our group, and you're just trying to move and trying to go and do something. And now we're settling into a point to where, you know, we've, we've had this maturation process to where we've really, as an industry, matriculated into a, a really good, well-oiled machine. Absolutely. And we're having, that's why we're having a lot more success right now, right? And I think that that is indicative of how well we're working together and why it's important for us to continue down that path. Speaking of working together, BCA, the Boutique Cigar Association, yeah. here first time. Yeah, that's great. It's exciting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Rising tide raises all ships Absolutely. and all that. I know there were some concerns we were, were uh, talked about today where 
or are you guys subsidizing them? Like, how do uh, yeah, no. how does everybody else feel? You're not subsidizing, no. and everybody's like, this is great. Yeah, yeah. No, all we did is we just designed a new experience for them to come in, um, and uh, the monies that they're paying versus, and what we're bringing in is the exact same as if you got a 10 by 10 booth. What this does it is it allows their association to be able to offer a value to their members who then can participate. Uh, and at the same time, the way that their stand up and their structures are, it's a lot less expensive because of things like shipping and drayage and the other things that can make it more cost prohibitive. It's all set up for them. For us, it's the exact same as if they got a 10 by 10 booth and paid membership. Absolutely. So it's a win-win for everybody. And it gives the PCA a little bit of stroke with them because, hey, we're going to we're going to do our best to highlight you guys. Absolutely. You're smaller and maybe help launch some some new brands into maybe the stratosphere. Yeah, because at a certain point, everybody was a boutique cigar, everybody you was. know, brand until, exactly. until, until they weren't, right? Until they weren't. So that's exactly right. And that's one of the main reasons why, you know, again, you know, we exist to grow, especially tobacco retailing. And we all know that when we go into stores, so much of the refrain is what's new, what's exciting. And sometimes, just like with, you know, a good bourbon or a good, you know, wine, sometimes it's a smaller guy or, you yeah. know, it's making something that's special that people will glom onto and really enjoy the high level of craftsmanship and plus it also helps as they participate in the regulatory aspect where we're having an event in, in a couple of weeks with with carlito fuente and gabby caffey from the boutique cigar association with the congressional cigar caucus and they get to see the entire spectrum of who all is involved in this industry yes. understanding the personal family stories that are involved with the family businesses of this industry because it's easy for them to network with each other yeah and so to get them that FaceTime with somebody like Carlito who knows the business has been in the exactly. business that's super important so I'm very happy to see that this year because I love boutique cigars yeah you know rising tide raises all ships like I said so it's very good they're kind of in the back. It was a last-minute scramble, I think, to get the, the negotiations done. It yeah. was. It, I don't want to say it was the 11th hour, maybe the 9th hour, 10th hour. Yeah. It was kind of late in the game. Yeah, it was so next definitely year, after dinner. Yeah, right? <laughs> so next year, are they going to be maybe more prominent up front or in the um, middle? It, it's still it's still kind I know of you a guys similar doing time. Yeah, it's still similar. With the... oh, yeah, we are. We're just doing it, actually. <laughs> um, it's a little similar to here, but the problem, well, not the problem, but the situation is different. We're the convention center. So we're in the central hall, so it's a long hall, not a wide hall. And so um, they're still around some pretty sizable boots and sizable brands, so uh, even though it's that. farther back, because we have a Main Street, and so we got big brands, and then it's just kind of filled in throughout. You said that, and you said Main Street Disney, and everybody, if you Disney file like my wife, like yeah, you, know you know what you that means. Yeah, you walk in, and you see the shops, and you have the little shops, and the different rides or the theaters, and so it's kind of similar. Plus, we're going to have something really, really cool and exciting that we'll be able to announce here probably in a little while as we get more detail but right in the center of the hall we're going to have something really cool and then we have the lounge and some other things that we got going on too and you so, said it's great because you can smoke on the way out on the way in you never have to put out your cigar next year you gotta wait you gotta put your cigar out and then you gotta walk to the casino yeah. and light it and it's kind of like Ugh. yeah because they're under construction we've got the front two halls so if you are walking from like the, one of our hotels uh, outside you light up as soon as you walk outside you don't ever have to put your cigar out until you're done with it when you walk on the show floor. There's no reason to put it out. That's awesome. So That's going to help everybody out. Yeah, exactly. That's going to help everybody exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. I know you guys are uh, super busy, but you're doing a lot of uh, planning, a lot of experiences for the retailers and the manufacturers next yeah. year. Uh, you guys have done a lot here in Vegas. It's always a good time here at the PCA. And you get to meet a lot of new people, you get to network and see a lot of new cigars. Scott Pierce, I appreciate your time. I know you're busy, my man. I'll no, let you go, but we'll get you back on the podcast soon. Yeah, love and we'll to. talk about everything. Awesome, Jim. Right. Thanks so much. Thanks, Scott. Perfect. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Here at the PCA Trade Show 2023 Las Vegas, Nevada, we are here in the BCA Pavilion 
with Dr. Gabby Caffey, Caffey 1901 Cigars and the BCA. Dr. Caffey, thank you so much for taking the time today with us. James, thank you. It's an honor. I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you. Talk about Caffey 1901. We want to talk about the BCA. We want to get there, but I want people to know that you're not just help. You're not just helping uh, other smaller brands. You are a smaller brand. Talk about so you know. There's uh, everything I do has purpose, right? And I take great pride in being a small family-owned business. You know, my wife and I started this company. Uh, we have a great passion. I do for tobacco. Her family has a great passion for coffee. And what we did was we joined it's a great pairing. the two families. And um, y'all know I was a doctor before. Yes, sir. Uh, that's a long story. Uh, there's many articles that have been written about my journey into the cigar business. But uh, when I was building my cigar company, I realized that there was a lot of problems that needed to be addressed. One of them was that we didn't have a unified voice for small cigar companies in the industry. You know, the, the big boys, they have big reach. They do. They have big budgets. And uh, so I saw limitations within our segment of the industry. And I really, it burned a fire inside my belly to really build something that represents us all. But not just represents us as far as a unified voice, but elevates each and every company within our segment. So my goal is not only to make the best boutique cigars in the world, and I'll share with you, I have to mention this, this year we were nominated 2023 Best Boutique Cigar Dominican Republic. So, tremendous honor, we got two trophy nominations, hopefully we'll win, hopefully, but we focus on quality and culture. So this is what you're seeing here, the Boutique Cigar Association represents the culture of small family owned businesses. And our goal is to elevate that culture. That's fantastic. So let's talk Thank about you. your family-owned business, Caffey wow, 1901. Wow. <clears throat> How long have you guys been around? When did you start this? We started the business in August of 2013. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was year, uh, the month after my birthday. So you're so, almost at your 10-year anniversary. This is our 10th year anniversary, yeah. and we've come a long way. I started off working with uh, Rolando Reyes Sr. out of Honduras. Yes, sir. I learned so much from him. Uh, his family, to me, will always be appreciated, respected. Uh, he is a gentleman that went down in history, and I'm quoting Cigar Aficionado, as the greatest tobacco technician to ever live. So that is where I got my roots in the industry. Um, then I went on to perform a crazy activity and start my own cigar factory. Yes. Which was a crash and burn lesson. <laughs> I learned quickly what not to do. And that was an amazing journey, difficult. It was a struggle, financially choking me. But you know something, I don't quit. And even though we had struggles, I learned so much. It's the best education. The easiest thing to do is to have somebody else make a cigar for you. The hardest thing to do is to learn what comprises a great cigar. Absolutely. So I did my initial journey with the Reyes family. Then I went off five, six years to do my own journey. And even though we were doing well, getting multiple nominations out of our own factory, Tabacalera Cafe. I began, the more I learned about the process of making premium cigars, the, I began to discover that we had limitations. So I wanted to go the next step. And that is when I sought the help of a legendary, historic manufacturer that, you know, I'm an education guy. Yeah. I love education. I'm a doctor. I've 
done multiple, two fellowships, a residency. The moment I stop learning is the moment I lose interest. Yeah. And to me, La Aurora Cigars Factory is the greatest educational institution for tobacco in our entire industry. So for me, I'm just a student and I'm focusing, focusing on quality. That's it. All of the great ones out there, are they're always learning. Everyone says that. Nick Sirius, our co-host, even Ricky Rodriguez says, I haven't learned everything yet. I'm oh, still learning. If you I'm stop a, learning. I'm a freshman. Yeah. I'm a freshman and it feels great. And so, so tell us about your lines. What do you have here at the, at the PCA? So, you know, the lines are very, uh, in 10 years, we've released five premium lines. Wow. Uh, I like to create blends that appeal to different segments. You know, we all have our palates. They all fluctuate in the morning. Afternoon, afternoon, after evening. a steak, yes. white wine. You know, you got to have a little diversity. So everything that we have goes from white to medium. And then the complexity begins to grow and expand. And um, we've got, I, I won't go through specific blends because everything's available online. Absolutely. You can look at cafecigars.com for all that information. But there's two cigars that really stand out for me. One is our Cafe 1901 Maduro. Um, very dark, chocolatey. Uh, it leans heavy to the right. I'll, I'll leave it there as very far full. as the flavor spectrum. But this has authentic Cameroon from Africa and it's from the Mirafel family. The, the binder is a double binder, African Cameroon, authentic African Sumatra seed Cameroon. It's an honor for us to use it in our blends. And in the filler, in the filler, we have put some Anduyo tobacco. So coming from a historic family with the 120 year history in Honduras, um, I felt that it was only proper to use historic tobaccos. Yes. This is a, the Anduyo tobacco processing method goes back 500 years in the Dominican Republic. It is something rarely seen, rarely used. La Aurora has mastered the art of pulling tobacco leaves out of this log that took two years to create the aroma. Which I wish there was smell-o-vision. Yes. Oh, it's so good. But you could see here the, here, I don't know if you could see the, the tobacco, the color of that tobacco. Just beautiful, dark, rich. It's almost like an escuro. Yes, it's, it's fantastic. It's dark, I love it. So this Maduro cigar has really a complex blend flavors that you've never experienced however they're very pleasing to the palate they're very forward friendly not the back of the throat and uh, just delicious a great all-time smoke and then so we have made blends using tobacco from Ecuador uh, Peru Nicaragua this is a very heavy Nicaraguan blend even though this is uh, made in the Dominican Republic, there are no Dominican tobaccos in it. It's purely Mexican and Nicaraguan. Very nice. But the, the Holy Grail, which is one of the reasons I left Honduras, is my dream was always to make a puro, a cigar that was binder filler wrapper, yes. all from one country. I was unable to achieve that in Honduras. When I say unable to achieve it, the end result wasn't what I had anticipated. Didn't fit your vision. It didn't fit what I wanted to give the connoisseur. So we ended up, in my quest to find the wrapper, 
I ended up in the Dominican Republic in the office of Manuel Noah, the great master blender of our generation. Absolutely. And he presented me with tobaccos that just amazed me. Um, there aren't words to describe what I saw. The textures, the oils in the tobacco, the aroma. And we began to build that puro. And what became, it took us three years to develop that cigar. And once it was developed, if we look over here, this is our Cafe 1901 Seria L, natural. The L is Roman numeral for 50. When I turned 50, we had to put that stamp on there. Very nice. But uh, this is a masterpiece blend. You know, we distribute in 47 countries. We're in markets that are heavy Cuban. So a lot of our distributors, they want a puro. Yes. And we developed a puro that's not only great, it was nominated this year by Cigar Journal Magazine, Best Boutique Cigar Dominican Republic. So it's a tremendous honor for us to hold and have this tobacco and this blend. And we owe it to La Aurora Cigars Factory, to Manuel Noah, and to my crazy ass that doesn't quit. <laughs> so forgive me for the bad word. No, you're fine. It is obvious you have a passion for this. Thank I want to have you on the podcast for a full hour, get to know you. That's great. Thank you. Story. Thank you. If you want, if you were going to say something to everybody out there, you want them to know one thing about Cafe 1901, what would it be? You know, I'll say one thing, one thing only, guys. If I may look into the Absolutely. camera. Absolutely. The, the secret to life, whether if it's personal or business, is find your frequency. And that hits home for me because when I was no longer able to practice medicine, I got derailed. And I had to look for the love, the passion, the things that I want to live for. I had to find my new passion. And what I did was I focused on finding my frequency. So whether if it's personal or business, find your frequency. And then what you'll find is that there are others like you operating at the same frequency. And that is what we call the Boutique Cigar Association. Really. Dr. Gabby Caffey, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Guys, thank you guys. Ask your local tobacco dish at BM, bring in Caffey 1901 cigars. Find your frequency. Here at the McAuliffe booth, PCA 2023, Dan Thompson's with me, president of McAuliffe Cigars. How are you? James, it's so good to see you. It's good. It's been a couple been of a years. While. Yeah, since we had you on. We were here last year. She's been on the podcast proper. Like we've had Andy on. Nobody wants to talk about Andy. We got to get you back. I want to come back. We got to get you back. I'll arrive. We got to get you back. But there's some exciting things happening here yes. at McAuliffe. The, the the biggest one, I think, was going to, what we're going to start with here. This is the McAuliffe Black. Now, I got my hands on these pre-release sales. I think I got it from Smoke In. And I'm already, like, I got to reorder a box. Like, I'm down. I'm like, I got to reorder. And they just released this week. This isn't, like, a less than $10. This is sub $10. 30% below $10 is what you said. <laughs> like, he's got it down. I love the McAuliffe guys because they're so business savvy. How did you get it down below $10 in today's market? So the way you build a $7 Robusto or an $8 Toro is you take three years of planning. This has been three years in the making. So when, I, when we originally met, 
did in that first podcast. Yes. I, we had talked about not going to PCA, and the reason is we were buying tobacco. And we shifted our strategy with the Torrent family in the San Andreas Valley to where we buy complete fields of tobacco. Oh, wow. Three years later, we ferment it, we blend it, we produce it, we package it, then we distribute it. This is what sets McAuliffe apart from a lot of boutiques. I won't say all boutiques, but a lot of boutiques. You own the factory, you bought the tobacco, you bought the farms, That's right. you package it all in-house. It's all in-house. Everything is done Everything is in-house. in-house. And I kind of gave you guys a little bit of crap about your band. Yes, yes. The red, white, blue, a little too on the nose. The black and gold is sexy. But James, it's like any great novel. You set up the story with bands that are red, white, and blue. Those are our corporate colors. They align with the first responders in the military who we support. Absolutely. And then you go break the rule when it's right. And McAuliffe Black is the first example of us breaking the rule. Would you say McAuliffe is a disruptor in the industry, doing something different? I would never be that bold because I think that it's an industry with a lot of legacy. I think that we have fresh eyes because we come from different places and we are using some different principles and tactics than other people have used. But at at the end of the day, the craftsmanship of the cigars are super traditional Cuban principles and how we roll and ferment the tobacco with the Sanchez Gomez family. That's right. You guys have been doing this for a while. This is very smooth. I was telling Dan before, if you like the M81 from Drew Estate, it's that but not harsh, more flavor. It's very smooth for a very full-bodied cigar. Yeah, it's an interesting process. We, We spent a lot of time working on the foot for when you light it so that you can really enjoy that. We spent a lot of time working on the last third so that as it builds, it transitions into what somebody who likes a strong cigar will really enjoy. We took time, we redid all of our packaging. Our packaging's normal, traditional boxes. Now it's all very sleek and sound. All of these factors together, three years of strategy in terms of buying tobacco, processing it, we're able to make this a $7 Robusto and an $8 tour. It's interesting, the timing of this, because a few months ago, you discontinued your bold line. Yes. And like almost immediately, it's like, oh, there's some stuff coming. There's some <laughs> stuff coming. Very, you're very savvy. You're very market savvy, business savvy as a group, as a company. But you know, what, what was exciting is we had customers who really enjoyed the, the bold cigars. But the prices were going to escalate on those and we couldn't control them. And so we knew the bold prices would continue to escalate. But we wanted to have pocket-friendly pricing for consumers. And so we we ended the bold program because we've been working on this for three years and we were able to hold true. Originally, I thought it was going to be a five and a half, six dollar cigar, now it's a seven or eight. But it's the same idea. For the price point, my opinion, you can't get anything that has this much flavor, this much complexity in it for sub $10. Thank you. You cannot do it. So kudos to you and your team. I know you told us off camera, it was a process. You know, they, they blend something and you're like, no, 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 I need this. And we had talked before on the podcast, I think you had even said, you know, you, you prefer lighter cigars. I, I prefer a lighter cigar, but I love a great strong cigar. 
and this is what we achieved. As you smoke it, it's going to be smooth, it's going to have a little cocoa and leather, and as you go through the thirds, that strength just ramps up. It's like a perfect meal. It's the perfect after-steak cigar. Thank you. It really is. Kudos to your UT. So we're going to go visit a couple of other. He's got this set up just like last year, if you remember the trade <laughs> show. We're going to go around. So we're going to go to the second table now. We're going to talk about something else. Here we are at the second table. McAuliffe does this right because it's, <laughs> hey, we've got stations. We've got a story to tell. That, so they're invested in their retailers. That's what McAuliffe is really known for. And this helps them go through with each retailer so the retailer really understands their brand, right? Yeah, James, you're exactly right. You know, we just covered the story on how we're able through our factory in Esteli to manufacture cigars at the four, eight and $12 price range. Now the question is, who are we making those cigars for? Right. And we're exclusively making them for brick and mortars. And that leaves out the online mega shops who do some nasty pricing things. And we support that family brick and mortar because if we have smokers rights, it's only gonna happen if we have brick and mortars because you've got battles at municipal level, state level, and national level. Absolutely. So what we've done now, if you look right there in that box, you're gonna see we're beginning to work with the tobacconist of every of the brick and mortars. And it's a pack that has all of our cigars in it, plus training materials, plus online training materials. And as the tobacconists go through it, then they also get a shirt when they finish because we want them to really understand how we're a small company, but we're still a manufacturer. And that's interesting because a lot of B&M send people to the Tobacconist University where they learn the process. They don't learn brands. They don't learn right. blends. You guys have taken the hard part of being a B&M owner, like, oh my God, another brand that you've got to learn the whole thing. And you're like, no, we boiled it down for you. We're going to help. We want to help educate them. And you know, in this turnover that happens and things like that, you lose an employee, you hire a new one, call us, we'll send you another pack. You know, this isn't hard. We want you to be successful in McAuliffe. And the cool thing about McAuliffe cigars is when you build a consumer base around it, they can't shop online for them because they aren't there. Right. They're in your brick and mortar. And so to help the consumers be excited, we had a program called the Passport Program. Now we have one called Fave 5, and it only takes five cigar bands, and they're put in drawings so that consumers can win gift certificates to that brick and mortar. So Which we is, try to close the loop. Right, and I remember last year we talked a lot about advertising That's and right. cigar fishing out on You're taking those advertising dollars, That's and you're basically spending it on the consumer. So instead of having a middleman, hey, go buy McAuliffe, you're saying consumers go try McAuliffe yeah. and win Try something. some of ours, win, go back to your brick and mortar. That's the only place you can redeem it. I don't care if you spend on McAuliffe or not, support your brick and mortar. Yeah. Now we've found some guys who have like a side business of smoking McAuliffe and winning prizes, but I'm not going to say that's going to happen for everyone. But there's a couple guys in the ambassador group oh, who've yes. really done well. Which the ambassador group is still, it's always growing. Every yeah. Monday or Tuesday, you always release, here's the names of all the new ambassadors that have gone online and have registered. Oh, new set of coins are going out. That's right. So it's always going, and that's amazing to me because all of the brands, every brand in here wants that grassroots. You're the only one doing it. Well, we're working hard at it, and we find that we're growing. We lose some people every year, and we pick up new people. And so we're kind of around 10 or 11,000 in total, and about 4,500 that are active each month. Wow. That's great. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. If you're not part of the ambassador program, go to McAuliffeCigars.com, click the ambassador link, 
fill it out. They'll send you a challenge coin. It's free. They let anybody in. They let me in for crying out loud. They'll let anybody in. Go do it because you're going to get a lot of information on the Facebook group. They knew about the McAuliffe Black coming out. Oh, absolutely. Like, we share everything with them. Everything is shared there. It's like an open book. It's fantastic. Go do it. If you're not part of it, go do it. All right, let's stop. And sure. I got one more thing I want to show you. Sure. What do you got? Here we are. Third, third one. What do you got for us? All right, James. I want to show you this. I think that you've enjoyed the Landa cigar. Before the Black, it was my favorite <laughs> cigar. But this is maybe a $17 or $18 cigar. The back is seven or eight. Right, so you're talking a $10 difference. And while it's a great blend and everybody should try it, because it's different than the black, yeah. and it's gonna fit some palettes better than maybe the black will, it is expensive. This box, the coffin. It's a great celebration cigar. It is. The blend goes back to the 1930s, actually. No, no kidding. And it was the blend that the family developed while they were in Cuba. And they adjusted the blend over time with the materials that they had available but it's the same blend that they've been trying to build for so it's like their signature blend yeah, this is their signature deal but last thing i wanted to show you today was an example of when you take the time to think about the cigar business these are toro and robustos of the land that are packaged differently but now we're back to ten ten and a half dollar price yeah and so again we're trying to make things more pocket friendly for people I want to tell everybody here a funny story. So my old Kentucky Herf, Andy Effie, your national sales director, friend of the show, he's been on several times. He talked to me while we were there. I walked in to the shop, the Fat Ash Cigar Lounge, and I immediately said, where are the Leandas? Because they had just released. And they're like, uh, they're here somewhere. <laughs> I think Andy maybe took them to the, to the event. I'm like, all right. So the next day, Andy comes up. He's like, hey, I have this many left. And they're like, do you know anybody who might want them? And I thought, I do. <laughs> and he came out and I bought what was left. Absolutely. And it's such a great cigar because it's the same blend, different Patola. Different Patola, different packaging. And different price point. Right. That's right. It's So we're in a recession, whether people want to say it or not. And you guys, being as business savvy as you are, we talked about this off camera. You are positioning yourself to not just survive any sort of uh, shrinkage and growth, but to thrive. We want to thrive. We are. We see ourselves as a growth cigar company. But the way that you do that is you build products that people love, and then you manage the pricing so it fits their pocketbooks. You know, there's a lot of people who can do more high-end exclusive things. We could do that, but that's not interesting to us because we want to build a great base of people who enjoy Macau, and it helps them in their daily pocketbook management. Absolutely. That just feels great. And you couple that with how focused they are on the consumer with their ambassador program, how focused they are on the B&M. It's a recipe for success. Thank you so much. So I wish you guys nothing but the best. You guys are always welcome on the podcast. We're gonna get you back on. I'm ready to go. There's a lot of stuff that I wanna talk about that's happened in the three, <laughs> last three years. We'll go over all of this stuff again, but guys, if you're local tobacconist, B&M doesn't carry McAuliffe, you need to start talking about it. You need to tell them, hey, we want McAuliffe. Re reach out to me on Instagram, reach out to me on any media channel, and I will help follow up with my team so that they can. And he'll respond to you. He'll tell you, hey, thanks for the feedback. I know who the guy is. I'll get it to him. Yeah. So he's really thank good you. at that. Dan, thank you so much. McAuliffe Cigars. Absolutely appreciate y'all. Thank you. Welcome to Sibley Stogies here at the West Tampa Tobacco Booth PCA Trade Show 2023. Nick Sirius, to the right of our guests, 
Ricky Rick Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yes, how are you, sir? Only. The baloney between the bread. There I love go. that. I love that, bro. <laughs> I don't know if I would use exactly that. Say that. <laughs> Maybe a different analogy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get your point. Yeah, I yeah. How's the trade show so far? Uh, unbelievable. It's been, uh, I thought, you know, compared to the last year, more busy. Uh, so I think uh, more people are here. Uh, but uh, I think, too, we have some history right now. So we're, this is the second one for us. So it's uh, so far so good. So far so good. Yes. What lessons did you learn last year at the trade show that you kind of said, let's fix some things? Because one big one that I'm thinking about mm-hmm. is you guys were the only ones to reach out to media and say, hey, if you want an interview, let's set it up. Your daughter, Sarah, who we've had on the podcast, go watch that episode. She reached out. She's like, hey, do you want to schedule an interview? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. I, I think a combination, we, uh, we learned We learned that uh, the first year, we're deers caught in the headlight. Uh, we didn't know what to do, how to do it. It's and journey, uh, yeah, It is. And uh, we learned that... Uh, Last year is about introductory uh, storytelling about us. This year, the focus is about giving back. Uh, so more conversations. Okay, guys, you've been supporting us for a year. Now, how do we support you back? And so do, do we do more events with you, less events with you, an event with you? What did you need from us? Because we received what we needed from you last year to bring us in. Now we need to pay you back for what you did for this company. So that's the lesson that we really learned. This year is about giving, not taking. You know, that's a, there's a lot of cigar companies that just take, take, take. So for you to learn that lesson, you support us, we're gonna support you. And I can think of a couple that do that. But Nick, there's not a lot to do it, but if anybody knows the story and how to deal with people, it's Rick Rodriguez. I mean, you know, People that don't know you know you have a very long history mm-hmm. in this industry. You're a people person for sure. You like telling stories like right. I do. Yep. yep. And, and this is a people game. This is a relationship business. It is. It's great to have a good product. That's yeah. a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter what people, why people are buying this product is because of you. Exactly. Look and, around any booth. Uh, they're making great cigars. Everybody, if you want to feel the pressure we're under, smoke anybody's cigar because you realize very quickly, hey bro, they're all making great cigars for somebody. What we want you to do is just try our products. And so, but trying our products is one thing, believe in in the product and believe in the story, believe in us, that's the main thing for us. It comes down, I think, Rick, to likability. If people like you, and I know genuinely people like you, they're going to say, you know what? I like Rick Rodriguez. Yeah. You know, even if it wasn't a good product, right. they're going to, you know, I'm going to support that guy because right. he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. And it's just bonus that it is good stuff. Exactly. You know what I mean? I, I, so I, 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 you're I right. There's, yeah. you know, in the early days, there was a, there was a good tobacco. There's some good lines and mm-hmm. some really like, I can't believe they sell it. Yeah, yeah. But the reality is, you know, you could put anything out there and somebody will buy it. It's yeah. good yeah. for yeah. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. But it comes down to the people connection. Yeah that you clearly know how to do. Sure. Uh, you and I met many, many years ago working in a booth. Yeah, yep. And uh, I don't know, we clicked. Yep, and we've yep, had a, yep. a relationship. But I got the same feeling that everybody else does. You know, Rick Rodriguez is a good guy. Thank and you. And he makes thank good you. stuff. Yeah, thank you. And that's the, the key to your success. Yeah, the, the company's new, but my history is long. 
And so when I look back on my time and realize these beautiful people for Benjamin Menendez to Anessa Chris Creo, Franklin Nessa, uh, General Cigar's owner, uh, you know, Mr. Coleman, oh, yeah. gave me right. the tools, the, the tools history. and the sit-down times and said, oh, you want to learn about tobacco? Let me share it with you. And so sometimes what you need to do is, sh we're salesmen. All right, right. I love to talk, not to hear myself, to, to share my story. It was a struggle for me to shut my mouth and listen to the Benjis, the Nessos, the Franklin Nessos. I am bro. Let me tell you about growing tobacco. It's because Benji and Mr. Coleman told me the reason we choose you to train as a blender is not your knowledge, it's your ability to connect with people. You connect our lines, which is, our history. Which is with passion, too. Yes, passion yes, and the connection. You have to. They can sense it. Yes, I've yes. said it many times that people of like minds connect. You know, when I see a fellow cigar guy that has the same passion that I do, you connect. Whether it's, it's a subconscious level. You know, for whatever reason, you go, I like that guy. And at the same time, you get people that maybe are not in the same, but trying. They don't have that for lack of a better word, charisma, but charisma related to tobacco, that's what the connection is. We talked about that on, on the last Clear of the Air, where we all have friends who don't smoke, and who do we spend more time with? Usually the, the people that smoke. And it's always about smoking good cigars. And your cigars, like he said, it's not only you have a story to tell, but you make great cigars. It's a one-two punch. And you have a new cigar that just launched a couple months ago, the Red. Tell us about the Red. So we knew that, uh, you know, the white and uh, the black was going to be our foundation. So we're kind of building this company as not a single kind of one uh, floor home. What we want to be is a building. And so you have to have that solid foundation to allow you to fill your second floor, your third floor, your fifth, your 30th floor. So your foundation has to be solid. We knew that white and black would be that solid foundation so red is our first floor of their new building rising and so with red will come a second floor a third floor so you you have to understand too listen to your fan base they will dictate to you what they want from you because in a corporate environment, when you're working for a large company, it's hard to listen to your fan base since there's so many out there. So you tend to, I know what they want. And, and then you have the bureaucracy and exactly. they have to go through. Yeah. It's impossible Just to be able to meaning shift. Meaning. Yeah. So I've always said, I'm leaving an aircraft carrier and now I'm riding in a speedboat. So if you want me to turn around, it's like, okay, 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 we're turning, but I can turn on a dime. If you want that from us, I can make that. And there are advantages to that. Obviously, sure. you're For obviously sure. more, more nimble. You're able to kind of, like you said, see what everybody wants and adapt to that and maybe change course a little quicker as opposed to that, that corporate. But you also said, you know, the advantages were, I'm in a kitchen with every ingredient. 
and now I'm at home and I'm having to source the ingredients. So there are challenges to that. It is, it is. But you know what? Uh, we proved to ourselves this is the first time I've ever worked with the Mexican rapper. And so we knew that I wanted to work with it. I was scared because, again, I don't have a history with it. I can't rely. Oh, remember General Cigar or CA yes. when I did that? It was great. You're going to love this too. So it's kind of unique, but uh, we took the chance and we did this plan. Uh, so for the fan base, if you're a fan of complex flavoring, not body, don't worry about body. This is not the reason we make cigars. My training has always been dictated by the flavors, not the body. Now, certain tobaccos you reach for will offer more body. That's, that's okay. That's a benefit of that tobacco, but not the focus of tobacco. So if you're looking for a full body cigar, right now we don't have that on the market but if you're looking for a full flavor cigar complex flavor more flavors that we can offer you in white or black the red is going to be your winner and so what we want to do is the variety of cigars we want to be able to touch about 90 80 to 90 percent of every cigar smoker so if you're a mild cigar smoker you're going to enjoy the uh, the white. The white. If you you're a fan of my, you know my old uh, school like uh, you know bone session flathead. I think you're going to like the black. But I wanted to give my fan base something. I'm a fan of what what there's no history to this one. No. And so that is a beautiful thing. So if you can do that, and so I think red is going to be that cigar that every company has that one cigar. At least we have that. You know, Opus X. Front they all, at least we have A5, uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> or, you know, Opus X. And General Cigar and CEO, at least we have Resilia and Flathead. Red is going to be that attention getter for the guys that don't know my history, don't pay attention to the past of the CEO. What is this West Tampa Red? Who's behind this? What is this company? And that introduced the black and white too. So with the red, we have a little bit of an internal debate mm -hmm. here at Simply Stogies. Which one would you say is more full? The attic or the red? Because I think the attic, you told me in May, you said if you like the attic, you're gonna love the red. Mm -hmm. And I love the red. I bought a box from you there, mm -hmm. it's almost gone. Mm -hmm. I really love the red, but I still think personal preference, everything's subjective. Mm -hmm. I like that attic just a little bit more. There's a little bit more something to it. So I think it's a little more on the full side, more flavor, a little more oomph to it. Some people don't. So what's your, what do you say? You're the, you made you know, it, you blended um, it. I think when I smoke it, um, what I receive is, again, more the flavor more like okay when i exhale if i do two or three puffs i'm amazed that every exhale is different that's okay or that's different that that to me is the goal for the cigar body wise you know uh, i you know that's the beauty of cigars. You tell me you what everybody's you. different. Everybody's exactly. different. Everybody has their own so, personal experience exactly. to what that cigar yeah. is. Because so 
when somebody says, what's the body of, uh, you know, black? Well, what do you smoke? Yeah. Oh, I smoke macaroon. Well, it's going to be a little bit heavier for you. Uh, I smoke papine. Oh, it's going to be a little bit wider for you. Yeah. So everybody's uh, palate's different. So again, if I'm kind of selling the cigar, if you want more intense flavor, more variety, more exhale, like this, a different note that I did two or three puffs, that's the reason you would love this cigar. So body-wise, yeah, I agree with you and disagree. Uh, that's the beauty of cigars. You know, who to me to say, you're wrong. The body's equal. Well, in my eyes, okay, you're right. You're right. So whatever you say. I don't care. If, don't if care. you're going to be an individual, then unfortunately, what I've seen is a lot of people seem to have a collective opinion, which is wrong, in my opinion. You know, you shouldn't like a cigar for what you get out of it, yes. not what your friends think it is. But unfortunately, that happens a lot. You're you're influenced by the people sure. around you. Sure. But if you take a personal opinion to it, no two people are going to feel the same way about the same cigar. They're you know, different experiences. You know how cigar guys are. You sit around, you're smoking a cigar. Oh, what are you getting out of that? What are you getting out of this? Oh, it's like this. Oh, no, it's not. It's like this. So it's just a conversation that we have internally. That's the fun part of cigar smoking. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, again, if you are drinking pairing, what's your pairing with your cigar? Okay, that is my information I kind of keep to myself because I know my words are powerful so okay I will pair this with rum okay maybe I won't like it because I'm a bourbon guy well Ricky likes rum with it well I'm not gonna enjoy my bourbon no no stop stop this is the reason I love my family you can meet my wife you can meet my daughter say I met him I don't like him I don't care if you do I love him <laughs> so I don't care if you enjoy my pairing up find your own pairing that's the beauty of cigar smoking i've never smoked in a cigar for my friends i smoke my cigars to enjoy my cigar there you go. i can you can say ricky you need to smoke red this is the best cigar for who for you i can smoke that cigar and say bro this is the the worst cigar <laughs> i've ever smoked who's right the guy that voted worst cigar and the guy that wrote it best cigar that's the beauty of it all i want from your fan base give us an opportunity for you to try your cigar and your environment where you're pairing with your wife bitching or loving you talking to you somewhere and in between going to, exactly Some, somewhere but in it's between. going to change your mind sometimes yeah. because we know if we get together we have a great conversation a great time we smoke a, a first cigar together and I go home and smoke that, uh, that same cigar the next day. It's not the same. What's missing? The blend is the, no. The environment. Environment Your, influence, back yes, friends. Yes. Every time you have that cigar, yes. it could be a completely different experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I don't disagree with that. I, don't, I think that's yeah. I think But at the end of the day, you know what? Try your cigars. You know what? Again, I do try cigars when the brand says, hey, bro, I really like this cigar. I'm going to try it, but it doesn't mean I'm going to like it. But if my friends know my palate, everybody knows their friend's palate. I don't prefer white, but Bill, I know your palate. I know where you smoke. You smoke it Romeo's. You're smoking Macaroon. I think you're going to try it. You smoke it. I don't like it. 
Well, I'm not, no, I, I'm more of a Papine guy. I'm more of a Puente guy. So it's just, you know your, uh, your friends, you know their palate, enjoy it. You know? Absolutely. Let me shift gears for a minute. Attic series, I just brought that up. Mm -hmm. What's the next in the line? You have something? Uh, yeah, we're going to have a new attic uh, coming out on the market in about maybe October. Okay. And it's going to kind of be a, if you remember the story of attic, it's going to allow me to share personal stories. Yes. And so the, the, the first attic was introduced attic. What is attic? My playground, my, my chance to share unique cigars, unique blends, unique sizes but also unique stories. So I think uh, you're going to be, if anything, you want to buy one to get that QR code, sit down in your garage, sit in your man cave, smoke that cigar, play that, uh, that uh, story and say, oh my God, I can't believe this guy has the balls enough to share this story <laughs> out loud. And so it's going to be, it's a sad, sad story made funny and fun and you're going to say oh my god this guy is is amazing he's he has this ability to share these personal stories that can be very sad but like any comedian that you ever richard Pryor is my favorite comedian of all time sit down and watch richard Pryor do a, a, a stand-up it's all fucking stories about Raising with his mom, a whore and a whore, and it's sad, it's brutal, but he makes, makes it fine. fun. Yeah. It. Because you can do one or two things. You can cry, or he said, bro, that's a great experience. The tragedy when he was, the whole fire thing. Yes, yeah. yes. He did a special yes. after that. Yes. This guy was on fire, yes. for yes. God's yep. sakes, yep. and he made it funny. Yeah. You know? But he has. He added it, humor, I should say, not me. It, it is, to me, to him, I know it ha happens. Uh. You're making yourself better because everybody when you have that story and you hold it inside of you it just grows it gets blacker and blacker but what you need to do is exhale it grow either as funny or sad but you have to talk about it so if I can state my experience and make fun of it and share it maybe it's going to affect somebody so yeah. bro I have a story Maybe I'm not the comedian, but I need to share the story. Perfect. We did our job. And so, and so, yeah, so look forward to it. Uh, I have also a five pack coming out, a fresh pack. Nice. For two uh, white, two black, and one uh, uh, red. And then we have a 50 count box coming out uh, this year. So, um, but that's kind of new. And then we have a new project we're working for full time is going to be released in the trade show in March of next year. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. So you guys are already looking forward to next year's trade show. For sure, for sure, because it, it, the timing. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a year. So no. we started work on this project. And this kind of, again, I just love the circle life. And so I'm trying to connect all these dots uh, to me. And so I think uh, the next series that we're done with West Tampa. Done with. We're done this is the with, core line. This is the core line. We're not going to introduce blue, yellow, pink, green. Polka dot. We're not. So we're going to see that the fourth version kind of taken off. And But what you will see all the time 
is that logo. The logo will always be there. So I want somebody to be able to walk into any shop and see that little logo. Oh, it's a new West Ham. How do you, are you kidding me? That logo. It will call something else, but that logo will always survive. Always. Kind of like a being with a little hammer. Yeah. Yep. So absolutely. It's the same thing. Absolutely. Grinding? You still grinding? You going out there and doing the yeah, events? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I yeah. Love, like, yeah, yeah. You so, love that, don't you? I, I, I do. I still love it. I, I, I just got back from Europe. I was there for three weeks. I'm going to go back to Europe uh, in September for the trade show. I'm going to do uh, uh, some events in, uh, you know, Switzerland and I think uh, Germany. So as long as I can get out there, uh, do my job, share my story, share the stories of, uh, you know, West Tampa, I'll do it. But uh, Coming close in uh, like a race, uh, catching me very quickly is my daughter because oh. she is going to be the face yes. of oh, West nice. Tampa. And so what we did was uh, 32 years old. And so uh, and so what we did, so you're going to be the face of West Tampa. Talking about what? You're going to share my stories? Uh, and yeah. those stories have been told by the, the tens folks. So we need to ship you to the factory. All right, you're not going to be a blender, but your great grandmother and great grandfather from Cuba were rollers. Okay, I'll do the blending, you do the rolling. And so we trained her to do rolling. So now she has the opportunity to get in front of everybody. I don't care what my dad said to me. This is my story. What I saw, what I smelled, what I touched when I walked into the factory. Yeah. Because we're setting her up for success, not failure. Right. And mm. so uh, she's going to be, so you'll see her doing more events and kind of me taking the background, doing large events. But, you know, if I had the downtime, I'm going to do events. I, you know, I don't care if it's one guy or 1,000 guys. I'm going to do that. You're going to be there. Yeah, oh, sure. you love that stuff. Oh, yeah. You love it. It's great. Yeah. It's great. So if they're not, if West Tampa is not in your local B&M, local tobacconist isn't carrying it, you got to tell them. Carry West Tampa. It's great. I do love the red. I love the white. I love the black. We've got reviews of all of it, including the Attic Series off simplystogies.com. Check it out. They got all of them. I think we're in the nines. Randy did most of them. He, so if you didn't like the score, you can just hit him. Talk after this, <laughs> and I want to say I can't say because children are watching right now. <laughs> and we're going to get you back on with with Nick and myself on the podcast. We're going to okay. schedule that and have your daughter on. I would love that. I, I want to know that. some of her stories now that. too. I would love Absolutely. that. Absolutely, Rick Rodriguez. Thank you so much for taking thank the time. I appreciate so it. I love you guys. Thank you so are much, awesome. Oh, thank I you love for the, you guys, and thank you so much for the uh, opportunity to share our story about West Ham. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the Castagli Cigars booth here at the PCA Trade Show 2023 Las Vegas, Nevada. Like you didn't already know that. You've watched a ton of our videos. You're listening to the podcast. But we are here with somebody very special, my new friend, Graham. Graham McMeekin, yes. Welcome to the show, my friend. You you. are new to Castagli Cigars. I am. If you've watched the podcast back in May, Jeremy said he was going to be unable to attend the show. He's got a uh, shoulder surgery coming up. Anybody's had shoulder surgery, you know how much that sucks. Uh, so he was like, nope, gonna take the year off. But instead, I'm sending one of my best friends, Graham, because you're new to the company. That's tell me, correct. Tell me about your job. What do you do? Well, I am the general manager uh, for Castelli Cigars, 
and we have just opened uh, a warehouse facility in uh, Naples, Florida. And Jeremy came to me last year, uh, last September, and he said, I've got problems um, and with distribution. And, uh, and I listened and I listened for about uh, three days because he stayed with me at the beach house. So after many libations on the beach, on the beach, and we talked about uh, day three, I said, Jeremy, I can fix this. You've given Very me your problem. Confidently said, I could fix this. Because, you know, I've been in uh, medical uh, for 30 years. Uh, device de design um, and logistics, operations and everything else. And this is just an operational issue. It is operational logistics issue. Mm -hmm. So opening this uh, warehouse in Florida, in Naples, that enables Castaglia, and I think we talked about this a little bit with Jeremy, to be a little more react or uh, a little more uh, proactive than reactive to the market, to the U.S. market specifically. That is correct. And, and so we talked about logistics. So I want to bring consistency yes. to the brand yes. in the U.S. for our retailer customers. And that is so important to have that credibility, that trust, that organizational skills. So that's what we're trying to achieve. And I've got a team member. Uh, Tamara with me. Yes, and you do. she's our cigar ambassador for the uh, uh, for the U.S. Uh, market, and she's doing a great job. So I just want to mention her. But I couldn't have done this without the team in Estonia. Yes, which is Trina, Helen, and uh, there's been a, a tremendous help uh, with the marketing and everything else. And, and I, I actually. Uh I met her at, at Lyle, Humidor Lyle uh, oh, in okay. May. Very lovely woman, Tamara is. You guys need to, hopefully she'll be out and about soon maybe. Uh, so if you meet her, say hi. She's just absolutely lovely person. Well, uh, very welcome. So is Graham, you guys have been great. Uh, you came up to us the other night. We had a great, I think, hour long conversation uh, on the casino floor. Just talked about everything. I, you know, we have a good relationship with Jeremy. So I'm hoping we can build that good relationship. So you, with you remember as well. probably more about that evening than I do, but, <laughs> but it was late. It, it was, was late. It was, it getting, was late. getting late, but it was a lot of fun. I, I, you've known Jeremy a very long time. Well, yes, I have. Actually, Jeremy came to my wedding. So that's going back uh, 37 years now. I've been married to my beautiful wife, wow. Kate. And, uh, so we have we divide our time between um, New Jersey and Naples, Florida, and uh, so that's where Jeremy came and stayed with us at the Beach Club, and uh, and that's when he told me all his woes. All but, the woes, uh, yeah. So Jeremy and I used to work together in, in the airline business. So the funny thing there was in, in the mid '80s, and uh, we were hired out of Great Britain, both of us, to come to the U.S. So we're probably only the one of, two of the only straight guys with 3,000 flight attendants. Well, I actually married one and he <laughs> actually escaped. <laughs> I don't think you want your wife to hear that. Uh, well, no, she, she I, knows me. Yeah, 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 no. I so I, I'll take I my... So you've known him a very long time. Later. Can we get some dirt on Jeremy? What, you got any juicy <laughs> story? Come on. He's I've, so proper. You know him. He's that proper I don't British... Think First of all, he is a character. He's probably the one of the most interesting men in the world. Oh, absolutely. He has his life is a story. It really is. And with the with the with the lines that we bring out, his family background, the ability to, to 
pivot and 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 talk about uh, and create lines like the brothers of the wind yeah and uh, a little bit later, later on that but he this is his life his yes. story and his family's uh, background and and he's just done it beautifully into creating this and there's a story right there the daughters of the wind I mean that's his uh, in the 1800s, yeah, with his family and with raising family, the horses, raising the, and they bought a stable, and uh, and that's that's history. We've talked about him and his family ad nauseum uh, on our show because when I talk to him, you can tell he not only does he have a passion for tobacco and a passion for cigars, but he has a passion for his family, and he brings that in, and he wants to share it with everybody, and now he has new passions, yes, <laughs> and he's bringing those in with the uh, brothers. Uh, of yeah. the saber yes uh it is the new name of uh this release do you want to talk about that a little bit so if you're not aware it was supposed to be called something different i won't say the name uh but it was supposed to be called something different and very quickly within what did you tell me 36 hours there was a turnaround there was and yes. jeremy came up with the new name brothers of the saber yes he did and actually and yes we got a Quite honestly, I can tell the story. Uh, we got a cease and desist. So somebody thinks that they can trademark uh, a name which is not allowed. You can allowed. go back and listen to the podcast that came out in May with Jeremy, and he says the name several times. And uh, so, within 36 hours, Jeremy had this. We had uh, we had uh, staying up all night and actually covering the boxes. Yes. And the uh, brochures and uh, a lot of our work. And my team did that very well. Again, I couldn't have done it without Trina uh, and her artwork. And But we pivoted very, very well. So I'm very and, pleased and about And very that. quickly. And I think that goes to now you have the warehouse in Naples. You have a U.S. presence. It's going to be, I'm not going to say it's easy because it probably wasn't easy. But it was easier than it would have been without that warehouse in Naples to get a lot of these things done within 36 hours. Correct. To, to make sure that there isn't any, uh, you know, uh, legal action. Yeah, I mean, I can't fight a billionaire. No. No, and who would, right? So I'd rather spend that money right now changing the, the, the line uh, and and then to deal with lawyers and, and just, just uh, excuse me, pissing your money away. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, there's a, We just had Greg Free on from a very small company called Fuerte Libre. He had the same problem with uh, another large company, Carlito. Uh, you know, he got to a point. It's just not worth fighting. You know, you're just going to throw money. Even if you win, you lose because you're throwing so much money at it. But I, I can tell you this. Um, any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> that's, not, okay. that's not That's not. untrue. <laughs> so that's everybody's untrue. been coming up. I, uh, what is this? What, what's this name? And, uh, so, you know, I have to be very, very careful. But uh, we've, we've, we've organized now. It's over. We've it's released over. the and line. moving on. Brothers of You're the Saber. Smoking. I'm You're smoking one right now, and so is uh, our, our cameraman. And he, what did he say to you? He said, I, "You take up too much real estate in my humidor right humidor. now, and now I'm going to have to buy this because it's really good. A lot, not too much. A lot. Okay. And so, this is very, very good. Talk about the blend farming. Well, I, you know, secret uh, sauce. Oh, you're <laughs> killing me. No, you're killing but me. It is. Some of what we do in the Daughters of the Wind. All right, so you have, but it's a little bit different. Um, he worked with uh, um, with the uh, the Kona Junior, and uh, they came out with this creation. Yes. So, so, uh, so this is coming out from the KBF factory. 
Sorry, yeah, the, the KBF front. Okay, because you've got the Villa Castagli, which comes from Costa Rica. Yep. Which is the Lonsdale right now. Okay, so now that I've smoked this, I'm kind of on the fence, like which one's better. But I think the Villa Castagli Lonsdale is my favorite from that line. That comes yep. from Costa Rica. Yep. You've got the Daughters of the Wind. Yep. That comes from KBF Factory? Yeah. Uh, and yes. then you've got the traditional yeah. line that comes from the yeah. KBF yeah. Factory. Yeah, so we've, we've got... He, You've got a couple of different things going on, right? Yeah, we got a lot going on. And and moving a little bit further, yes. we have the release of the 25th Anniversario Cigar, which is 25 years of being in business with Jeremy. Um, so he decided to bring that out as well. And I'm smoking that right now, and it is absolutely I can't amazing. This is my first time. We got these three days ago. We had to actually... Uh, put some of the bands on <laughs> at the show so and it's a gorgeous looking cigar just the wrapper is absolutely and they oh yeah, it's a double corona it's just a double corona side kind of like the enigma and the cypher line yeah i love that i love that because that's it's my favorite he's, out of the cypher lines the enigma right right and he's he's a master blend oh, I, you know jeremy's very humble but he knows what he is doing. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he wants. And the KBF factory is one of the best factories out there in the world. Like, it, it's yeah. under Kelman. Like, he doesn't get much better than the Kelman. Exactly. Name. We were very fortunate with that relationship. And Jeremy's been with him uh, over 10 years now. They're working on a number of projects. We're working on some future stuff too with uh, different casinos, large hotels their own specific brand that we're going to yes. be uh, working with. And Jeremy and I may do a, a, a bit of a project. Yeah? A little hint, maybe? Well, it just so happens that Jeremy's father was a CBE, commander of the British Empire, right? So you have Sir Elvis, and then you have the commanders of the British Empire. So it's just one below a knighthood. Wow. So uh, his, his father had um, a CBE, and my grandfather had a CBE. So Your grandfather was pretty famous, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, he, he worked for the World Bank. He was a famous agricultural scientist, uh, Dr. C.P. McMeekin. And, um, and so, you know, we're, we're looking at that. And it'll be nice. maybe the Churchill, you know, the keep the English ah, name. yes. But I'm named, named after Prince Philip. You told me that. Yeah, you and did tell uh, me so that. my grandfather had dinner with Prince Philip the night he got the CBE. So, uh, hence the Mrs. history. So, the theme with Castagli has always been family. I mean, it always has been. Jeremy's very proud of his family, as, as well he should be. And he brought family in. Yep. He brought family in to help continue to build this. I am excited for what's to come. This was your first trade show. I have to ask you and Tamara, it was your. First day trade show. What did you guys come think? On, Tamar, come, come on, Tamara. Come on, Tamara. Come on, come on. over here. Yeah. There we go. We're going to get the, the lovely Tamara on camera. Oh, Welcome. My hand you know, you're fine. <laughs> First trade show. What did you think? I, you know, well, Tamara, you give us your thoughts and just introduce yourself. Yeah. Okay. I'm Tamara. We hold off. My first time at the PCA. Um, just joined Lovely Stadley Cigars uh, back in of the year about three months ago possibly and uh it's been great i am really enjoying it everyone here is lovely and wonderful and good and they're so passionate about cigars and history of them as well and what each company has to offer and 
it's I, I really it's, I'm surprised. I really am. And um, really, yes, I'm I'm definitely learning a lot as well. So I'm very appreciative of being able to be here. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Sam, so, what about so you? My my, uh, we've been to many trade shows. Yes, right? yeah, because you were both in, in the medical, medical field. Medical. Yes. So I've been working with Tamara for 20 years. So uh, we go back that far, and she's put up with me. I don't know, but but anyway. The Cigar PCA has been an amazing experience because, like Tamara said, the people are so nice. They're, they're, there's no, there's no aggro. There's everybody wants to learn, and you know if you have a system, and uh, especially the developing of new accounts and stuff, and they appreciate that. Hey, this is going to be a lot easier because sometimes it's a bit of a nightmare yeah. bringing on a new. Uh, boutique factory or new line and stuff like that so no everybody's been fantastic you know I've got meeting people today and tomorrow and uh, really looking forward to working with our new retailers no absolutely like I said guys this is all about family these two are now family it was great meeting you Graham uh, it was you. great seeing you again yes, camera <laughs> guys you got to watch out for this you got to tell your local tobacco and it should be an M this is the brothers of the Sabre line coming out you got to get it in. It's absolutely beautiful. Plus, you've got the 25th anniversario in the traditional line yep. to celebrate 25 years of Castagli. Graham, Tamara, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Appreciate thank you your very time. Much, James. Thank you. Nice.